And Mike, picture this. You're a boxer, you're fighting for the championship, and you come out to the sick beat by DJ ADSR. And a shark suit. He's in a big shark suit. <laughs> every time I hear the song, I like it more. Every time I hear the beat, I like it Bro, more. Bro, it's, it's, it's better every time. And then we have the best intro of any podcast. We'll challenge any podcast out there. I agree. Absolutely. Welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In, episode 34. There's only one. Nolan Ryan. That's it. No That's one it. Else. El caballo de los caballos. And if, you, and if you guys out there liked, uh, like Nolan Ryan, you know, growing up or you watched him, you know, at some point throughout his career, do yourselves a favor and watch the documentary. I watched it on a, on a flight. To, to Cancun last year. And, bro, that documentary is so good. It's awesome, right? I haven't seen so it. So good. They have, uh, you know, players talking about them. They they have uh, George Brett. They have um, George W. Bush talks about them as well, you know, when they traded for him right. with the Rangers. Right. No, dude, it's it's just really good. Yeah, uh, never won a Cy Young, right? That's insane. You know what else never happened? The guy never lost a fight. No, no, no. <laughs> Never lost a fight. Ask Robin gonna, Ventura. Ask Robin Ventura. Oh, 20 in, in years the, as younger. In the, doc, in the documentary, they wow. say Robin Ventura was not available for comment. <laughs> yeah, of course not. He was he 20 years younger. Talk. He was 20 years younger. He was a 20-year-old getting beat up by a 40-year-old. But, witch. dude, that's a you know, big, big Texan. The guy yeah. just saw Ventura coming, bro, and, and he, didn't even, he didn't even flinch, man. Yeah. Just, you know what? You, you see pictures in the bigs, you know, when people rush the mound. And you know some of them go go forward and they they engage, but at some point it's always that little back step, you know, because they don't want to get hit. Nolan was just like, <laughs> to me, when I watched that fight, I always look at the umpires and the way they treated him after. He didn't come out of the game. No, there was no. They didn't, he didn't get ejected. Him. No, <laughs> he just got his stuff. They looked at him. They went, "You good?" He's like, "Yeah." Let's go. Ventura, you're out if of the game. If it's now, it's not. Yeah, if it's now, Ventura, it's... Ventura, you're out of the game. It's crazy. Roland, you're good? All right. If it's now, it's crazy. Armando. <laughs> Armando's crazy now. Things are happening with these umpires. Yeah, man. I, Jesus Christ. What, what would happen if, if a situation like that happened nowadays? Oh, Especially with gosh, social dude. media and they, everybody they being so Bryce sensitive. Did you see that when they threw him out there? Day I, didn't, I didn't see home? it. Ridiculous. What the for? umpire argued with the... With the coach, and then the umpire called time, and then Bryce Harper stepped out of the box, and then when the umpire got back back to his box, he wasn't in his box. <laughs> it was some nonsense. He, Bryce got ejected. Ridiculous. Stu something stupid. Something real stupid. But Nolan Ryan, 34. The man. The, the man. The myth. The legend. And if you guys didn't see him play, go to YouTube. It's nice and easy. You could you could watch him. Yeah, he's it's worth it. Definitely Seven worth no it. hitters. He's the man. Will that ever be matched? It's gonna be tough. His strikeout record too. You're gonna have. It's gonna be tough. You got to pitch for like 30 years <laughs> in the majors. You're gonna have to throw a lot of strikes to make it happen. Yeah. 
But Mike, um, Damages Miami Up and In is always brought to you by Damages Miami Academy. Hey, if you're looking into playing season 15 instructional baseball, um, which uh, starts in late August, don't let don't, don't take too long. Come and sign up for beginner four, five, sixes. Um, train in the summer. Get placed on the team in mid July, and uh, get ready for the next one. Will we get details about that uh, instructional league soon? Yeah, we'll get some details soon. We're looking at having two separate divisions, a 6-7 mix, full coach pitch, beginner, hands-up league with uh, some sevens, a lot of sixes, and uh, some five pluses. And then we'll have the T-ball division with the three fours and the beginner fives. That's what we're looking to do. So Nice. Should be all right. Excited for it. And also, Armando Alvarez, realtor. Um, you need one to buy, sell. Just need some advice uh, on, on real estate. Everybody has questions about the market, about interest rates. Call me, text me, write to me on Instagram, whatever. I'm, I'm really easy to, to find, so uh, hit me up. He knows what he's talking about. I, I think I do. Where are the listings <laughs> at? Where are our listings at? We've got some listings right, right, now, right now. I have a what? rental listing over in uh, in Miami Beach. Okay. It's uh it's a hot one right on 15th and Euclid. What's something like that renting for? 2500 A month? How big one, is it? One bedroom, one and a half baths. How many square feet? 690 690 A lot of people reaching out, Mike. A lot of single guys? Oof, a lot of people A lot of single out. people or couples? Single people and a, and a couple of couples. Yeah, yeah, out. okay. Yeah, I, I can see a single, yeah. You know, your, your, your steps from Lincoln Road. Yeah, yeah. Your steps there. from the beach. Yeah. 2500 very, very nice unit parking space 2500 one space one space okay 2500 good for a single Some reach out single. come see it tomorrow on friday never know and happy mother's day to all the moms a lot of uh, a lot of moms that listen to to the podcast um jam's mom priscilla the other day told me i'm the one that listens to the podcast Pippa listens after me <laughs> <laughs> but i listen every single week so happy mother's day to all the moms and Mike, you know, everybody, you know, especially in, 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 in movies and and throughout history, you know, people think about dads and their sons, you know, when, when it comes to baseball. But, man, moms play a big role. Um, you know, at Diamond Dreams, we, we see Michelle Barney, who coaches. She has her, her daughter, Harper, and her son, Owen, there. Uh, a lot of the other moms get really involved. Dude, it's, it's not just um, – a dad and son game anymore. Moms are more involved than, yeah. than ever. Nowadays. Yeah, and not just that. I think I think what we're seeing is we're seeing uh, we're thick right now with the moms who used to play. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Michelle used to play, and uh, Dee used to play. Uh, so you know, uh, Nicholas uh, Fernandez's you know grandfather used to play, so the daughter was always in the mix. And I'll tell you what, they do a good job coaching first and third. Yeah. Spencer, you know, D's mom, Spencer, and her. And, you know, D's mom played some Division One softball. So we're thick now with the with the female coaches and, and coaches w- with experience. You know what I mean? And and um, they've been doing a great job. Yeah, man. And, I, I mean, I, I remember my, my mom didn't play. But, uh, you know, she used to go to all the games. I remember her being being there at all the games watching, you know, me and my brother play and getting involved and and you know wanting to say something to the latino americana parents when mm-hmm. they were like dogging us there at pacual but but yeah man mo- moms moms are, are a big part of uh, of our baseball journey as well big time absolutely like i always say 
Nothing happens without the moms. Absolutely. You know? Nothing happens without the moms. They so. don't. They don't like dirty pants, though. Well, they don't like white pants, but they gotta <laughs> wear what's on the schedule. I was I was prohibited from picking white pants <laughs> for our uniform combination. That's awesome. I love white pants. It's my favorite. They're they're, they're nice. It's my favorite. I love white pants, especially too. when they're clean. <laughs> I think the Kelly green uniform would have looked a little bit nicer with the white pants. I agree. Hey, I agree. You know? I agree. Totally agree. I was I was uh, prohibited. That's funny. Um, tomorrow the uh, our ten and under has their first elimination game in the playoffs. And then on Saturday, the six and under white team has a semifinal. And they're wearing the green top with the white pants. Nice. So I I, I'm a fan of that combination. And how's it looking for those teams now in the, in the playoffs? It's looking good. I mean, you know, it's, it's a single game elimination. So really anything can happen. You know, you, you can be really hot or you can play really cold. The, the only thing that we can really rely on is kind of like how they've looked the last like couple weeks. And, you know, they've looked really good. You know, their last game, they played really well. You know, they, they've had, you know, attendance has been good on that 6U team. And, and they got to come out and, and beat a team that they beat a couple times. But, you know, it's kind of like a dogfight. You know, you got to stay in the game. So, like I always say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, of playoff baseball. You know, anything can happen in a one-game set. But I think we're going to be all right there, you know, all right there, I hope. You know, but the kids are ready and they're working hard. They're working real hard, man. And the tenue, you know, the tenue's interesting because the tenue's been with me for a long time. And they've won something at every age division. 6U, 7U, 8U, 9U. And um, now in 10U, they lost the fall championship. So this is kind of like they're running out of time to win something in this 10U right, division. Right. So it's either win the league or win the next tournament that's coming up. So it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're putting on them a little bit um, to see if we can squeeze squeeze as much as we can out of them. But those are our two horses in the show, you know, and I hope that, that they both can at least get there and then give us a chance, see what happens. Nice. You know? I think they'll do it. I hope so. They're, they're <laughs> definitely ready. You know, they're definitely ready. We've definitely been taking it to them. We've been very uh, tough on those two groups of parents, a little tougher than the other ones, just because, you know, there's always a, a couple teams that that you, you have a little more expectations from, you know, and those are the teams that kind of give you chances to win leagues and put those banners up. And, you know, for us, it just, you know, winning keeps it kind of, keeps it keeps it going, you know, with Absolutely. what we're doing. So. It'll be fun. I'm excited. And Mike, you got to be, cool. be really proud of that instructional league that you put together. You know, when yeah. I remember when we first spoke about it, and you're like, Armando, I'm going to do six to seven teams. And I was like, damn, that many kids. Wild. And, you know, from last season, went from four teams to seven teams, yeah. and every team was packed. Yeah. Packed. Yeah. And the games were competitive, are competitive still. Uh, this past weekend, my team, the Kelly Green team, where my son Anderson plays and my my nephew AJ, they we lost to uh, to White, to David Vela's team. It's a hell of a game, though. Twenty to nineteen. Yeah. So we so came just back so everybody from, knows, from six down twice. Every playoff game except two were one run games. Nice. The black game the other day, the the nineteen eleven win over Green, and then there was another game separated by like two or three runs, but the rest have been either an extra inning or a bottom of the half or a walk-off. So it's been good, you know. I'm real happy with 
with the progress of, of those kids. And, <clears throat> and uh, most of those, a lot of those kids got to move up to 6U. So it's going to be interesting. It'll be it's fun. It's time, man. No, time. Like now, now I'm already, um, I'm already looking forward to working with Anderson over the summer. You know, take him to, to you know, keep going to the practices, yep. hit a little bit more, go to the park a little bit more, yeah. you know, put in the extra work. Yep. Because yep. I know now it's, when it, now uh, it's when it really begins. Now it's, you know, now he's, he's got to play by, you know, uh, if you're going to play public, you got to play by another league's rules. So oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to hit the ball. You got to, you know. But no, nah, it'll be good. It'll be a good summer. I got a lot of a lot of ideas and little things planned. So we'll be in good shape. Yeah. And um, speaking of David Vela from the white team, you know, it was a tough loss to his team. But after the game, he comes up to me and he he gives me a little birthday bag. He was supposed to come to to my party. I know he couldn't make it that day. And uh, dude, look at the the sick hat that he gave me. It's a 1996 World Series hat. For those looking in in the video, you could see the the hat but as soon as i opened it and i when i got home i i texted him and i go dude first of all that is my favorite world series of all time no way i love the 96 world series it's the first time i watched the yankees win in my lifetime um the 96 world series i've watched that world series over and over and over again i mean i i know all the plays by memory i know that last out charlie, that one against? charlie hayes against the braves that's a that's a series that Andrew Jones was tearing it up for the Braves games one and two. The Braves destroyed the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. A young Yankees, Andrew Jones, right? That was a baby Andrew years Jones. Old. <laughs> Yankees went into Atlanta down 0-2. And they came back and won four in a row. Was that the one when Layrits hit that home run? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Layrits hit the home run. Yeah. Uh, Girardi hit, I think it was a, a double or triple to center field. Money, you know what, what's funny is I remember having that, and, and I, it's a funny story because I was in high school, 96. Yeah, I was, our junior I was in high year. school too. So I remember having a game on the night before with my mom, it being a late game, and I saw the score, and I was like, oh, they're not going to come back from this, so we shut it off. And I remember my mom driving me on the way to Braddock that the radio said, oh, and the Yankees come back. We couldn't believe it that they had come back like that. You know, <laughs> crazy a, things. Those are things the things that you remember, the, man. The, the Lairids. Yeah. Yep. There, yep. there was Big a game time. that they won with a walk. With a walk. Yeah. And they walked Wade Boggs and, and a run scored, and oh. they won. I mean, it, it was a it was a crazy series, and they clinched game game six at Yankee Stadium. Um, the last out, Charlie Hayes playing third base gets the pop up. John Wetland. That's like the that was the shot. John yep. Wetland getting carried by. By uh, Girardi. And what happened in 97? Marlins. The Marlins, man. <laughs> Florida Marlins. That's uh, th The Yankees oh, should have nice. probably played in that World Series, man. But uh, one one of very few Mariano Rivera errors yep. In, yep. in history, man. He yep. threw he threw a pitcher to Sandy Alomar. Yep. Hit a home run. Indians advanced. And the rest is history. But 97 is another one of my favorite World Series. But, but man, this hat. Thank you, David. The, the hat's awesome. Big World Series logo. 97 will be different right now with the strike zones we're dealing oh with right now. No? Do the Marlins <laughs> even make the World Series? Levon Hernandez won't be. Wouldn't have been loving Miami oh, that's too my much. Guy, man. That's, that's awesome. Man, er Eric it's Gregg, crazy. rest in peace. But, dude. That was wild. That was wild. So, Mike, going back to, um, you know, the league and all that. I remember when I played Academy Baseball at, uh, right. at Pacual. In December, at the end of the of the year, of the calendar year, they used to have a, a big trophy ceremony. And right. it was every Saturday. 
I mean, it was one Saturday in December every year. And and it was really nice. You know, they would have a ceremony. They'd have some guy that would come and announce, you know, all the uh, all the players. And every player used to go up, you know, um, okay, first place team and, you know, right. this division. Uh, Mike Quintana, Mike Quintana ah, was I up. I remember, yeah, those were good days. So, so, much so fun. man, it was it was a lot of fun. I I loved that ceremony. You know, then they would get pastelitos and pizza and all that stuff. But you know, that was a you know big academy thing. They would give trophies to everybody. Obviously, the championship team will get a, a much bigger trophy, of course, than all the other trophies. But you know, like through the years, people have had the um, the argument over participation trophies. Should they should they even be given? You know. Should should teams that don't finish in first or second even receive medals? Um, you know, I I remember James Harrison, the linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It, w- it was a famous story that he went to go pick up his kids after a football game. They they had lost, and his kids are going home with a trophy. And he did a U-turn and went back and made the kids <laughs> give back <laughs> their trophies. And he goes, there's no trophies for second place. Yeah, you know, for me, so... I, I think the 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 most important thing is the league that you sign up for. You just understand how it is that they do it. So, like for example, the Tamiami League, every team gets a trophy. No matter where you finish, and the season's gonna come, they're gonna give you a box of trophies, and you're gonna give them out. It's a recreational league, you know. So that's the way it is. At the Miami Youth, they give rings for first and second place in the diamond Junior instructional league i give rings for first i mean i give uh, rewards for first and second place um but i think that at the instructional league level like the t-ball level i don't think it's bad to give them something to show them hey you know when you work hard you know you will get rewarded okay they didn't win and we get it but <laughs> they're little like you can manipulate the situation a little bit. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? But um and then as they get older, I think they figure it out. I think they figure it out quick. Like for example, like our tenure team, like like they want to get something so bad when they win that they don't care for anything else. Like they don't want a third place, they don't want a fourth place, they don't want a fifth place. But they're older. But you know, um, you know, I believe in first and second place. But that doesn't mean at the lower levels that, you know, you can't give something right. to, to show, hey, you know, you're in the sport. This is the way it works. And then it can fade out as they get older. But Right. Yeah, because, you know, like part of me. It's a personal thing. You know yeah, what part, I mean? Part of me gets it, you know, about the whole, you know, you, you want the winners to get rewarded. Uh, but at the same time, man, I used to love those those ceremonies at Pacual. They were awesome, man. And, and um, it, it's different now. You know what I mean? I remember those tables full of trophies. Everybody had to wait. They got the trophy at the same time. Now it's kind of like, oh, your season's over. Here you go. Yeah. Like, you know, right when the game's over, they'll line up to two teams. They'll give you the shirt to put on. You'll put it on. The runner-up or championship. They'll give you the ring. They'll take the picture. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody does their thing. And then and then see ya. You know what I mean? So. And we used to get nice photos with the yeah. with the trophy, yeah. with our coaches. And the tables behind full of, full of, full of trophies in the yep. background. That was awesome. At least that Gallo posted yep. a bunch of them. I, I yep. send them I send them a few too. Yep. But yeah, so uh one team that I, I, I hope gets uh the big trophy this year are the New York Yankees. I mean, look at me, I'm all decked out with my Madding League. Not looking t-shirt. like it, Armando. Not looking too good right now. That AL East. 
Every team has a winning record. The f- the last place team, Yankees, have a better record than the first place um, Twins. Yep. <laughs> How many teams are going to make Amando, the playoffs from, from the Major East? League Baseball at some point, now that they're doing all of these things, they need to go back to American League standings, 1 through 15, National League standings, 1 through 15, and the best teams advance. You know what I mean? Because the best teams right now are not in the mix right now. You right. know, some of the better teams are not in the mix, you know, just based on the division that they're in. But I'm a big fan of a straight-up 1 through 30 or two separate 1 through 15s. I think it used to be like that. No, and they even you know? had, they even had like, the two, uh, you know, AL East, AL West. And then they, they made it into a bunch of divisions, yeah. you know, kind of like in the NFL. Yeah, I think they got to fix that well. a little bit. Because, you know, like, you got teams that sneak in the, the Chiripa, you know, and may not even deserve to be there. Dude, every, every, every team is above 500. Every single team, man. <laughs> That's wild. But, but I think the Yankees That's will wild. catch up at some point. Wild. You know, they, they, they've gotten bit by that injury bug. They get healthy. Rodon comes back, you know, and, and he's solid. That, that, team, that team's luck could change in, in a heartbeat. But you know me, man. I think they need a, a change at the top, but... Let's see what happens. Um, but one guy that's proving to be who they thought he was going to be, and he's just going to get better, is Anthony Volpe. And, and dude, he comes up a couple days ago. He's the first Yankee shortstop in the history of the Yankees, and the Yankees have had some great players at shortstop. Some Mac Daddy shortstop. And he's the first Yankee rookie shortstop to hit a grand slam. Wow. Jeter only hit one in his career. Wow. He's already got one. And he already has one. The, the kid, the kid's good, Mike. And and look, you know, some some people may point at the fact that he's hitting like you know in the two twenties, but just a few weeks ago he was hitting a buck something. Like the kid's improving. I mean, you know, he 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 gets a tall order of being a shortstop for the Yankees, and he's doing a good job, man. I think you stick it out with the kid and and see what he could bring to the team. Yeah, I mean, he's your guy. You got to give him an adequate amount of time to see if he can adjust to it. But I think right around the All-Star break, if he's still in, like, the low twos, you got to see what's up. You got to see what's up. You know what I'm saying? Um, Amando, I I agree with you that teams, um, once they get guys off the injured list and they get healthy, the ship can turn around quick, and I get it. But every day that passes is a day less that we have at the end. When you got to catch up, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but so, at least in the, in the East, it's not like if the teams are too too far. You know, it's not like if if they're, if they've dug a hole, you know, they're still over 500, which yeah. is good. Yeah, but, but they're still in last place, and they got some monsters in front of them. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Rays are, the Orioles those are monsters right now. You know what I mean? Isn't that wild, the Orioles? We're talking about right. the Orioles? <laughs> Jesus. And the Rays with that pitching staff, I mean, really quick. I saw the stat the other day, and and Mike and I were, were were sharing it on Instagram. Scherzer and Verlander are making a combined eighty six million dollars for the Mets this year. Combined, they have an ERA of five point two nine. The entire Rays pitching staff is getting paid twenty two million this season, Wild, man. and they have a two point nine three ERA. And I bet you they they have an average age of eighteen years younger than Scherzer, and oh, you know what I mean. They go with the youth. You know, they go with that big youth movement. I love that. I love that, man. So, I mean, you know? 80, $86 million sounds like, you know, a lot of money, right? But 
doesn't compare to 605 million, Mike. I mean, we, we were talking about Shohei Otani, uh, you know, right after the uh, the World Baseball Classic and, and trying to guess how much this guy was going to get paid and, and how much that two-way factor is going to factor into it because a guy like Scherzer and, and, and Verlander are getting paid 40 each. Um, Judge is getting paid 40. But what about a guy who's almost as good or just as good in, in both categories? And... The thinking now is that he's gonna make six hundred and five million for eleven years, fifty-five a year. You think that sounds about right? I think that sounds about right. I think we had said uh, around sixty the last time we spoke about it. Sixty or maybe sixty being like a starting point or something or a max point. We weren't sure which one exactly, but I think that's about right. Fifty-five a year. He's got eleven years. He'll be thirty-nine, forty. Um, fifty-five years, good, and I, and then he'll make another forty-five in endorsements. He's looking at about a hundred million dollars a year. Wow. <laughs> you know, one hundred million dollars. You know who's got the best job there, Armando? There's two guys there that have the best job: his agent, obviously, and the translator. And that translator, <laughs> he's going along for the ride. I love it. He's in every interview, every mix, every you know, he's in the mix. This got to be his boy. Shohei better not wow. learn how to speak English, or <laughs> <laughs> that guy's gonna be out of a job. It's wild. But dude, um, a guy that I'm really, really, really high on, Mike, is um, Eudi Perez. The guy debuts for the Marlins tomorrow. Twenty years old, Dominican, six foot eight, three and one record with a two point three two ERA, forty two Ks in thirty one innings, and he's he's moving up tomorrow, and 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 he's gonna be a real treat to watch because I think this guy is gonna end up being number one in the Yankee in the Yankees in the Marlins rotation. In a couple of years, maybe maybe the Yankees in the future maybe because the, the Marlins trade trade away everybody. But in a, in a couple of years, I think this guy's going to be the Marlins number one. Yeah, I think I, I remember I saw him in spring training and I mentioned him to you because I didn't know his name and right away you said Udi Pene. You were like tall guy and I was like yes, man, I'm excited to He's see nasty, him. Nasty bro. Hey, and, and going back to the Orioles really quick. Now that people always do this all the time when they lose players, imagine that Orioles lineup with Manny Machado in it. Oof. It's wild, right? Like, you think about it. He was there. You know, people do that to the Marlins all the time. Oh, you think of that lineup with Miguel Cabrera. Think of the lineup with. Well, the Marlins could have fielded some good teams. Imagine, like, like Stanton, Yelich with Cabrera and a couple of those guys on. Man, those would have been nice. But hey, Yelich had some prime years, but then he's kind of got hurt a little bit. I think he's been a little shaky. Yeah, he, he, he had he some was, prime years. Um, he was one of the top guys in, yeah. in the bigs. Yeah, he had some prime years. He sure did. He got paid. But Eudi Perez, check him out tomorrow. He's uh, he's pitching there for, for the Marlins. And, and this guy's going to have a long career, man. 20, 20 years old. El, El Nino. He's just starting out. And this guy, dude, I, I was looking to, to, to buy a few of his baseball cards already because. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, the guy, he's going to be yeah. a stud. Yeah, and then, you know, the situation the Marlins are in. And this is you're a fan of this, Armando. Bringing in the youth. You're a fan of this. Bringing in those young guys and seeing what's up. I can't wait to see him throw. Yeah, man. And it's like, you know, if you got a team that's, you know, like they may hang out about 500 or under 500 with the players that they have, man, why not bring the youth, you know, to, to come yeah. up and play? Because those are the guys that are going to make your, your team tomorrow and for the years ahead. And Eudi Perez is the future of this team. There's a few other guys that they should bring up. But Eudi Perez is coming into a good situation because – you know, you think of the Marlins, and I know, and we'll talk. About, we'll talk about the Heat and Panthers in a, in a second. I know that that the um, 
the city of Miami is focused on the Heat right now, and the Panthers, and the Dolphins' uh, schedule got released tonight. But dude, the Marlins are nineteen and nineteen, and they're in second place in the NL East. Yeah, that's a tough division. Yeah, you know, yeah, they put together a nice little team. Um, I think they made some smart moves there at the end, and some of those moves are paying off. And they're in the mix. They're they're in the they're mix, in the man. mix, man. That's crazy. But you know, if this guy can give Sandy some more help, I think we'll be in good shape. Yep, you build that rotation. I mean, I I know a guy like Luzardo's having a good year too, and if the bats start, you know, coming alive, Soler had two monster, monster jacks. Jams, but he's got to hit week. more than two fourteen, Amando. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean. Yeah, the shift is done. No, we got to hit more than 214. We got to hit more than 214. You know what I mean? There's no excuse, but pay attention to the Marlins, Miami. They're they're coming on strong. Yep, they sure are. And, Mike, we talked about Oakland moving to Vegas. Those stadium renderings look nice. Oh, they look amazing. They look so nice. So nice. Las Vegas A's. I can't wait. I can't wait. You said Orlando wants a team, too. That was a nice stadium, too. The Orlando Dreamers. Almost $2 billion. Yeah, I saw that name. I was like, "What?" I always thought that the um, that Orlando should have had a um, a team before before Tampa, but didn't quite Armando, work out that way. Uh, it's a great state for professional teams and owners. I'm sure they like the benefits of having teams and businesses in Florida. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, so that means we'd have three major league teams in Florida. That'd be great, man. Sign That'd be me awesome. up. And more spring training. Yep. Let's do it. Look, there's some teams like Oakland may not be the only one to move. Um, you know, there's teams that I know are out there that may need a new stadium and all that. You n- you never know. You never know who ends up moving. You never know when they bring in another new team. You know, bring in bring in Orlando and bring back the Montreal Expos. Bring in more teams and give them more games. You know what I mean? Give them more games. You know, but I think yeah, absolutely. Uh, it would do, they'll do like what they did with the Marlins, that expansion draft, right? Where they drafted Jeff Conine with the first pick, Mr. Marlin. You know, you know that I, so they I, would do that, right, Armando? That's how they would do it, right? They, yeah. would, they would do like a minor league. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and, and, I would love to see that. Some players, some players get that. protected and yeah. all that. So uh, I'd love to see that. And something, something we're going we're gonna to definitely be watching this year, Mike, the Miami Dolphins, the – the 2023 schedule just got released. There's been rumors all day, and I'll go through it. I'll go through it pretty pretty quickly. But some uh, some key matchups here. They debut against the Chargers in 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 Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, September 10th. It's a 4:25 game. The next week, uh, Dolphins are on Sunday Night Football, primetime game against the New England Patriots. The rumor is that Tom Brady will get honored that night uh, as a member of the New England Patriots. The The quarterback just retired. Their home opener is against the Denver Broncos September 24th. Big game against the Bills in Buffalo October 1st, so they won't have to battle with the snow, Mike, which is very key. Carolina Panthers, uh, David Vela's team against the Dolphins here in Miami October 15th. Another Sunday night football game for for the Dolphins. Two primetime games early in the season. They play the Philadelphia Eagles October the 22nd at 8.20. Patriots at at, um, Hard Rock Stadium October 29th. Dolphins and Chiefs in Frankfurt, Germany. Shall we take a field trip over there? Ooh, Germany. Let's do it. I like Germany over at Epcot. (laughs) Good broadwurst. (laughs) But they play the Chiefs over in Frankfurt. Uh, we could get Umberto, Evan's dad, to uh, take us, us in. Yeah. Justice Pilots. 
Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> then we play the the Raiders down here, uh, but that's a one o'clock game, November nineteenth. Dolphins Jets in New York or New Jersey, the Meadowlands on Black Friday. First ever wow. game on Black Friday. How many games are in a football season now? Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Then they play the Commanders December third. The Tennessee Titans, December 11th, Monday Night Football game here in Miami. And we finish off the regular season against the New York Jets on December the 17th. I think we're actually missing a couple of games here because that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. There's a few more games missing in the schedule. They're they're still releasing it as we speak. Uh, but some interesting games, Mike, you know, and I, and I like that they're getting – more than they got a handful of of, uh, of of night games of prime time. Prime time, man, that's where it's at. That's where everybody wants to be, Amando. Nothing like playing under those lights. You know what I mean? But let me ask you a question: Do we get a quarterback yet? They got Tua. Okay. They got Tua. <laughs> and you, you know, my Tua, you, know, you got Tua until he gets rocked. You know the my first theory: time. Tua gets rocked. Tom Brady's there waiting in, in Surfside at the Fendi Building, and he's gonna come calling and. And play for the Miami Dolphins uh, this year. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get Look, it. if Tua stays healthy, we're fine. If Tua doesn't stay healthy, then that defense better only give up six. Are they six building points, a concrete six, wall uh, around them. Six points. They're building a, game. a concrete wall around them. Hope so. Well, they better. They got to protect them. You better learn how to fall. I, 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 you know, I comment about the situation because I'm concerned about his brain. If he, if he gets one more concussion this year, I think he calls it. He's a professional football player, bro. He's but they don't an all NFL. Get but they don't all get concussions. And he, but his concussions. They all get were, rocked, though, man. His concussions were like, like, all, yeah, pretty, pretty, not, pretty bobo, man. Not, the way he would fall. He's not very big, Mando. No, he's not a big dude. He's not very big, man. He got thrown around, man, and <sighs> landed on his head. But one more could be his career. But let's it. see, man. I'm, I'm hopeful the guy plays the majority of the season. Uh, that the Dolphins have a, a good contingency because you know they got Tyreek, they got Waddle, they got. How much did the twenty-four million dollar salary this year coming up play in the role of him saying I'm going to play? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, he, he's playing. He's playing for a new contract because they picked up that fifth-year option, which sounds like a lot of money. But in in, in quarterback money, it's not really that. Yeah, much. Yeah, but I'm saying for him though, he was probably like, let me let me get that. Hey, I mean, it's an insurance policy. Let me get that. An insurance policy. If he never yeah. plays again, that's yeah. some good money to invest into a business. I hope he's safe, man, because he was good. He's really good. He was good. He's a good player, but you know, health over yeah. over anything yeah. else. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what happens. You yeah. know, I'm I'm hopeful, but that that schedule is looking nice. Let's see how the yeah. rest of the schedule looks. Uh, four games missing there. Um, heat up three games to two. Should have probably won it last night, but. You know, tough game against the Knicks. Uh, the, the shooting was awful at the beginning of the game. And now it's 3-2. And, you know, but the Heat could, uh, could end things. They're bringing it home. Bringing right? it home. Yeah, I think we'll seal it the over here. Don't want to go 3-3 in New York. No. And, you know, towards the end of the game, I know you it was a... Uh, don't want to do that. It got a little close. But, you know, I think Jimmy Butler saving a, was saving a little bit for... Yeah, for you know, head. and it seems like that. And I, I, I saw the same thing with uh, Los Angeles. You know, they kind of... Saving it a little bit, you know, wanting to bring it back home. So, um, it's gonna be good. Uh, man, I'd love to see Heat Lakers in the finals. That'd be nice. If we win this round, we gotta play who? We play the winner of Philadelphia Philly and, and Boston. Boston. Okay. 
Hopefully those two teams just beat each other up as That's much it, as possible. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the Hilo Cohen ahí, a yeah. little bit beat up. I think we're in good shape. Playoff Jimmy. Yep. And I got a, I got a text the other day from um, uh, Mike Carrillo over at Team Brandon. And he goes, man, you know, love your podcast, but when are you guys, guys going to talk about the Panthers? We're going to talk about them now. Uh, they were about to eliminate the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs or nothing. We've always had good hockey here. Oh, great hockey. Always I thought they should have won it last year. You know, uh, This year they came up as, as the eighth seed, upset the Boston Bruins, which were... Oh, we were coming the, from the bottom. The Miami teams, come, the Florida teams come from the bottom. Yep. Dude, they played the, we Bru- do. The, the Bruins had the best regular That's season record ever in the history of the NHL, and the, the Panthers took care of them. Now they're up 3-1. The, game, the, the end of the game last night was, was pretty funny to watch because they lost... But they got in a little bit of a brawl there with the Maple Leafs and beat the crap out of them. Did they? It's oh, part yeah. of the plan. One of the guys was bleeding. Home or away? They were here at home. Okay, a little show for the yeah, fans. But it's nice. Know, they, it's they, okay. couldn't, they couldn't sweep, but you know, I, I think they'll win the next game. Yeah, yeah. Four I think one. they're in good shape. And, and then what round are they in? Like, or were they If they win, they go to the conference. Um, so same thing yeah. as basketball. They're kind of like in the same thing, and then they win yeah. that, they go to the final. All right. You ever been to a hockey game? I have. I used to go a lot actually. Yeah. When cool. I when I worked in local sports, I used to cover the the, the Panthers one. a lot. One, that's it. Long time ago. It's fun. Yeah. I remember a hockey game I went to with my brother and um we barely watched a hockey game. You you want to know why? It was the NLC NLCS. Staying loyal. The Florida Marlins against uh, the Chicago Cubs. Staying it was loyal that, to the, the game. Steve Bartman. <laughs> so I remember being in our seats and we were sitting like in, um, it was like in that suite level. And everybody had their chairs turned around and they had a t- big screen TV behind us with the Marlins game. Priorities. Smart. Priorities among them. Same thing happened. I remember covering a Heat game. The game that uh, Tino Martinez hits the tying home run against the Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series. Wow! And everybody was watching the uh, the World Series over. That <laughs> over was the one heat. that Luis Gonzalez broke his bat and won it up up the middle off of Mariano. But that, that, but that, that game that game against uh, that that I was watching at at the AAA, Jeter ended up winning it. That was the 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 game that went past midnight, so he became Mister November. Because the, the, remember that was the nine yeah. eleven year, so the the season carried into November. And speaking, you know, of fights, you know, I mentioned the Panthers beat the crap out of the Maple Leafs. There, Canelo Alvarez fought over the weekend. He fought John Ryder, easy matchup, but he should have won by knockout. He fought in Guadalajara, which is his hometown. He hadn't been there in in many many years, and he finally fought back at home, and he knocked down Ryder a couple of times. Probably should have knocked him out. But John Ryder came back strong. He hit Canelo a lot. And Canelo won easily. Unanimous decision. One, I think, on every single every single round on one judge's scorecard. The other two were one or two rounds. Fine. But Mike, he didn't look like the Canelo of old. He got he got hit more than I can remember Canelo got hitting. I mean getting hit. Um, you know, maybe he just didn't respect John Ryder. Or Maybe he's 33, which isn't very old, but when you've been fighting professionally since you were 15 yeah. years old, that's a long career. It's, uh, it might be a little bit of a combination of three, Armando. He didn't respect the guy too much. He's getting a little bit older. But, man, probably a lot of distractions going back to his hometown. Probably a lot of distractions, a lot of interviews, a lot of stuff. 
But hey, he got the W. You know, yeah. listen, Armando, listen. He These guys the also know how to measure themselves to get a win and, and do everything that they need to do. You know what I mean? So you never know. But older is everybody getting, Armando. Yeah. Everybody's but, you know, getting older. You know if, what I mean? If you've had like a, like a career like like Andre Ward or other guys, you know, even like Mayweather, you know, it's, it, you started professionally at, you know, 19, 20, 21, but you had like a, a career that was, you mentioned measured, you know, and, and you went, you fought a lot young and then you took it little by little. Canelo's fought a lot, man. He has a, a ton of fights and fighting 15 years old, man. Fifteen, and he's been in there in some some tough fights. Saw the Gopes, bro. I saw the brands. That's why they're getting hit a lot. You know? Like I, I don't remember the guy ever being dropped, uh, but he did get hit a lot against Triple G, got hit a lot against Mayweather. Um, the got reaction hit time Bivol. is not the same, Armando. That's what goes. You know, That's what and goes. once that goes, it's. Did you see those the F one guys how they were training their reactions with those balls that they were dropping inside Tyreek Hill? That's amazing. Yep. Once that goes, it's gone, you know? Re- reflexes everything. are everything Especially in, in, those in, sports. in boxing. You know, and, it, it's, and you know, it's it's everything. And One one of my favorite know, fighters of all time you is... You miss Ro- it by a millisecond, you're getting knocked in the brain again. One of my favorite guys ever, Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones, I, I, I remember asking my dad, my dad, rest in peace, you know, he, he, was, he was older, so he saw everybody. And I used to always ask him, like, Bobby, get to get Roy Jones. What do you think of Roy Jones? He's like... Probably one of the best I've ever seen. One of the mejores de todos los tiempos. And Roy Jones was so damn quick, but he fought with his arms like down here. You know, he he relied on his speed. You would you were going to punch him, he was gone. Try to punch him again, he was gone. Pop, 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 pop. He would hit you like with five or six shots. And <clears throat> and then I remember when he fought Antonio Tarver in the rematch, a few things happened. You know, he had gone up to heavyweight two fights earlier. To fight John John Reese, not the not the the Kane's booster <laughs> and an attorney, but John Reese, the the former heavyweight champion, and and he beat Reese, but he went up to two hundred pounds of pure muscle, and then lost twenty five pounds of pure muscle to come back down to one seventy five, and fight Antonio Tarver. That has to that has to do a number on your body. Big so he time. fights Antonio Tarver the first fight, and he wins by decision. But he doesn't look like Roy Jones anymore. He looked vulnerable. I would have called it a career. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's money, pride, whatever, <clears throat> combination, fights Tarver a second time. And in the first round, he looked fantastic. In the second round, <clears throat> you know, the, like you said, reflexes. He thought he was going to dodge um, a, a left. Took it right on the chin. Knocked so, yeah, out. That's it. That's it. But unfortunately for, for people in that type of sport, Armando... It takes that for them to say, okay, I got to shut it down. Now Roy takes, Jones. It takes a gope. Roy Jones is still, like, fighting yeah, <laughs> now. Know, but it takes a gope to you know? kind of, like. And, and it's sad know? to see, you know, Roy Jones still still fighting now. You know, he's fighting exhibitions. But that guy got, that guy's probably one of the best fighters I've ever seen in my I entire life. All of those guys should be loaded with money. Every single one of those guys should be absolutely loaded. Should be. But you know how it goes, man. Not. Not many of them are. They needed to do their money with Jason Arikio. They should. You know. Call, call Jason. Fame. Call Jason. Them up. And over the weekend, Mike, I was watching wrestling. I, I, I told you guys I was going to watch back. Backlash. Back. But, dude, I, I, was, um, I was texting with a couple of friends. 
Vela's uh, one of them. Vela Vela likes uh, WWE. He's a he's a big fan. Bad Bunny fought. <laughs> and dude, that was a fight of the night. It was awesome. I think it's like his second time he appears on. Third time. Yeah. And the guy, the guy, the guy's good. He likes it, huh? Oh, he loves it. He loves it. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the song he comes out to. Do the tickets go up because he's? I, I I'm I'm pretty sure in Puerto, in Puerto Rico that, so you, that was a. They hot know ticket. ahead of time that he's gonna come out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, imagine when, when his tickets for his concert went went on sale, here in Miami, they sold out in seconds. They put a second night sold out in seconds. They put a, I think they I think he ended up performing four nights, and they all got sold out within wow. seconds. Wow. So imagine a WWE event in Puerto Rico with Bad Bunny. That must have cost a pretty penny. <laughs> but dude, the guy, the guy, he you puts know, puts on a show, huh? Like him or not, the guy puts on a show, and and he and he did really good in uh in wrestling, and the song that he comes out to is called Booker T, after Booker T, the wrestler Booker T, and and you know he released that song before he ever wrestled, and he when he comes out to wrestle, he comes out with that song. He has Ric Flair in one of his videos. So, I mean, the guys... Yeah, um, yeah. Amanda, let me ask you a question. You that you were in the business and just top of the mind. What's he making on an appearance like that? WWE comes and says, oh, you got to come on again. You've done it twice. This is your third time. It's a hit. Come do this. Boom, here's your script. Boom, 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 boom. What's he going home with? A guy like Bad Bunny has to make seven figures for an appearance. On on that one? And Yeah. A million bucks? Yeah, or more. Minimum. Minimum. It's bad money. <laughs> that guy's making so much money. God bless that guy. Benito. Benito. Oh But this has been episode 34 of Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In, Mike. Great show, man. I love these shows like that, man. Absolutely. We got to get a guest on, but. We will. We're, we're going to get a we're guest working. soon. But we, we, we like Aida Cargando, you know? I like it. Love it. A couple rants. Hey, good luck in the playoffs, everybody. Later.